Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. So I have a question for you, Pat. Is it better to have made it and lost or not made it at all? Of course, I'm talking about the NFL playoffs. Um, well, cause one of our teams made it and lost and the other didn't make it. I mean, I, th- I think if you're in the case of, uh, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's better to have won it all or not at all. I don't even know if that makes sense. I mean, holy crap. This weekend yeah. of NFL football action. Just Wow. I think only one home team won this weekend. Yep. Now that I think about it, yep. everybody else was a visiting team that won. Yeah, the Chiefs were the only team to win at home, right? Yep, and they probably shouldn't have. Well, what about the Rams? Because we're, uh, we have panic and war uh, on our doorsteps. We have had panic and war on our doorsteps for the last two years. What are you talking about? Um, Pat. Yeah. Um, I am talking about um, the great monoclonal antibody war of 2022. Um, Do you not know about this? I, I vaguely know about it, but haven't we really technically been at war for like two years over this whole stupid thing? <laughs> I guess in one way, but um, in one corner, we have Ron DeSantis, Florida's governor. The uh-huh. other corner, we have the FDA, who did what yesterday, Pat? If you had to take a guess as to what they did with uh, monoclonal antibodies yesterday, what what do you think they did? 
I'm guessing that they removed their emergency usage. You would be correct. At least from two out of three, which ain't bad. Okay. Regeneron and Eli Lilly, monoclonal right. antibody treatments are no longer allowed under Ken. Oh, no. Because it was the all 22 shot, right? So you got to see the right. whole field. Yeah, yeah, 10 players. That's now, a coaching year. Right. But my, my mm. question to my fellow Packer fans is this. Would, the, would that extra player have mattered one bit? Because we came nowhere near blocking that kick. Nowhere near. I mean, that, that's true. You probably wouldn't have blocked it anyway. But you, still. Now, the second play that was a microcosm of, of basically that entire game, right? Uh-huh. Is the blocked punt for the six points that they needed. So San Francisco blocks the punt, and every single, and I mean every single member of that Green Bay Packers special teams unit had no clue where that football was. None. In fact, 90% of them, if they if they show that shot from behind again, Pat, and you slow it down, 90% of the players are looking the exact opposite direction of where the ball was. And they scoop it up and score. Ugh. And the frustrating part is that this is coaching. This is talent evaluation. Because if you noticed something on the blocked field goal and the blocked kick punt, and, and I, not to get too technical, uh, too sporty here, but if you watch them again, watch the placement of where the ball is snapped. It is about a quarter of a second difference um, in the in the process, right? Because on the on the blocked punt, the the punter catches the ball below the waist. And what does he have to do then, Pat? He has to bring the ball back up above his waist to get it in position, right? Right. That quarter of a second is the difference between that ball getting off and up over the, the hand and and it getting blocked. What happens on the blocked field goal? The, the holder, who is the punter, has to catch it almost here above, at, at face level. He's supposed yeah. to catch it at chest level, so he just brings it right down in one motion. But if it's up here, it's a longer time frame. And it's about a quarter of a second. Now, I don't know if this the, that kick would have been blocked or not with that quarter second of difference because we just let the guy off the edge unblocked. But having said all of that, that is down to coaching. That is down to timing. That's down to a long snapper not getting in the best position, right? All of those things are fixable. And they refuse to fix them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because I didn't watch this game. I, yeah. I wanted to, but I, I didn't get to. Um, you're telling me, because I knew about the blocked punt. Yep. There was a blocked field goal, too? Earlier in the game, there was a blocked field goal that would have put us up by... It would have put us up... You would have been 13... Right. We... Either way, we yeah. would have had three extra points, and this game wouldn't have ended the way that it did. Right. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you saw the game in overtime. And by the way, the NFL's overtime rules so suck. So suck. Hard. 
it, the fact they, that it can be decided by a coin toss is ridiculous. Did they seriously just do, they, like they didn't go back and forth? They just did like the like whoever scores first. Is that seriously what they did? Well, the NFL rule is if you score a touchdown and you're the so on the first possession, if you score a touchdown, the game's over. And that's what the Chiefs did. They went down the field and and uh, scored a touchdown. And I get the point of it, right? You should be able to stop your opponent, and then you get your opportunity. I just have a, I just have trouble with the coin toss is still the deciding factor, right? It's not necessarily the play on the field. So it should be you. you each team gets a possession, right? And if you fail, right. so if the other team scores a touchdown and you fail to score a touchdown on your possession, then the game's over, right? I, right. That should be where we go with this. That should be just that simple. Both teams I, have I the agree. opportunity to extend the game. But neither here nor there. What an excellent weekend of football overall. I mean, the comebacks in, in the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Rams game, insane. Josh Allen throwing a 60-yard bomb in the air. 57.3, yeah. I think, was the yardage um, on that on that one touchdown when they were down by two scores, right? It looked like this game was going to be over, and then all of a sudden, Josh Allen just whoop, right down the field, quickly becoming my favorite player in the NFL, by the way. The uh, the uh, Bills uh, probably really should have won that game. Yeah, really. they did. Um, they didn't because of the coin. They didn't. But, um, uh, however, though, uh, are... Are, are you seriously not rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals at this point? Oh, absolutely, because um, thanks to Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, I had a fantastic fantasy football season. Yeah, um, I'm rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals at this point. because well, yeah, I mean, like, they're from Ohio, so. Well, yeah, but, but but like Joe Burrow's an Ohio State guy, too, or at least he was originally before he went to LSU. Right, because he got beat um, out by Haskins and then, uh, yeah. Yeah, well. In any case, um, I would like to see the Bengals. But um, also, if you're looking to buy or sell yourself, uh, go there. Go to Close with Coppins. But if you are interested, hit me up. Um, if you're in Chicago, uh, if you want to buy or sell your home, hit me up with the Steve Janet Group at Dreamtown Realty. Yes, Mr. Padoni. Uh, I just want to put a plug in here as well. Um, when he says Close with Coppins, what he's really saying is get the hell out of Chicago. I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> but I am saying get out of Chicago. You said it. I didn't. I can't. Uh, that's true. You can't. But that, I can't. That is so. a, a multi-level violation of all sorts of rules, regulations, and laws here in the state really? of Illinois. Really? I didn't even know that. Well, but yeah, that's a I massive fair housing violation. Yeah. I could say it, though. Yes, you can. Um, but if you were to be licensed, you couldn't say "get the hell out of this part of Utah." Th- that's true, but I'm I'm also not a licensed real. I, I would actually encourage people to move to Utah more than anything. But uh, yeah, I mean, on the Freedom Index, it's getting up there. But that's neither here nor there. Um, today right. is a re- uh, a joyous day, by the way, in the city of Chicago. Why is that? No more Vax passport. No more mandates. At all. Period. Gone. No more mask mandates. No more vaccine passport. Except for, by the way, the Alliance of Theatals and the Alliance of um, Venues here in the city who have both decided 
we're, we're still going to keep that stuff in, in play. Um, so, if you want to go see a band at a concert. So congratulations. All you're going to do is drive all of those people and all of those bands to the suburbs. Bye-bye. So, um... I mean, how dumb do you have to be schools? as a as a music venue to do that? What about schools? Oh, I'm glad you asked because because uh, you have to take multiple of them now because they're wholly ineffective. The numbers prove it. It's not even close. Not even close. Yet. Never, 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 never let science get in the way of a good narrative. I, I just, but is that not where we're at though? Is is screw screw what the data says? Don't let it get in the way of 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 our narrative. That's what this is. That's what that is what is going on between the FDA and Ron DeSantis. That is what is going on between the American people and the therapeutic, aka the vaccine. Um, you know, we're, we're pushing one set of data on people and saying. Here you go, while also pushing a, you know, a, another drug that goes against all of that data. And basically, they're just peeing on our leg and telling us it's raining. That That's what's going on here. Yep. So, what the fire truck? On all fronts on this story. Because... The disingenuous claim that Ron DeSantis is making about there's no data, there's no blah, blah, blah. The FDA literally paused one of the three drugs last month because of an efficacy issue, right? Did a study, found out that it worked, and reauthorized it. And in this case, they have multiple studies from around the world that tell you that Regeneron and Eli Lilly's drug don't work. What is your problem with that? Which they, That's what they should do. That's what they should do. If it doesn't work, why are that? Why would it ever be authorized? Again, now do I trust the FDA as far as I can throw them? No, no. But but that same logic should be applied to I don't know the therapeutic, and it's not. Absolutely, they're playing Absolutely. it both ways, and they shouldn't be doing that. So I understand why Ron DeSantis would be upset, but at the same time, when you actually have the data in front of you, and they actually show you like, hey, we've done multiple studies on this. We we show it doesn't work. We're gonna remove it from emergency use i i would have no problem with that none yeah i have absolutely no problem with that i agree with you i i just i don't understand how ron DeSantis can genuinely get up there and have this discussion now he is right in some parts of his discussion right if the fda is Doing these things based off of politics, that's wrong. Right. But if they're doing it based off of science and reason, great. Grand, wonderful. Prove it to us. And they have. They've literally provided us. I I could go on Google today, Pat, and find the studies from Germany and elsewhere that the FDA used to pull the authorization from these drugs. And not only that, Pat, would you put a drug into your system or a antibody treatment into your system that doesn't work why would you do that why why would anybody put something into their body that does not 
work. What's medication for you could be poison for me, right? As you like right. to say. That's, that's uh, yeah, it's exactly how I put it. Um, so why would you ever put something into your body unless it has a positive outcome for you? If it doesn't work, if it's basically a placebo, why would you do that to yourself? Or worse, if it's worse, I mean, the only thing that's worse than a placebo is if you're basically poisoning yourself. Now, I re of- also read, Pat, something mm. as well about the the um, the new, well, not the new variant. We'll get into that in a second. But that um, those who, wait for it, Pat. Now, now oh, this boy. is great. Uh-huh. If you've been, this is a perfect reminder. Because the assumption was that the the tank running over to the civilian, right? Because it looked purposeful at first. Not a Russian tank. Not a Russian tank, Pat. Yeah, but it's a different variant. So how do, how do they know that? I mean, because the, the vaccine... Well, the variant is more related to Omicron. And, and, and we'll get into this in detail in a moment here. Um, probably on the second half of this program. Blue. You can see the puff of smoke come out the back, a puff of black smoke come out the backside, and all of a sudden the tank uncontrollably jerks and runs right over this uh, car with an elderly gentleman in it. Oh, no. However, the elderly gentleman, once they pulled the uh, pile of his car apart, walks away completely unhurt. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing happened to him other than his car got crushed. That's a miracle. Yeah. But this is the, 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 the part of the lesson that you need to learn. See it and then wait. No, don't need to immediately comment. And, and I fell on this. Because, yes, it looked exactly like something Russia would do, right? And they have been doing, by the way. They have been targeting civilians. There's another video out there where a Ukrainian individual is driving down the road in a regular vehicle, and you can see the Russian military, because of the position of the video, you know where the Russians are, and they are literally launching rockets at the car. He avoids three of them. And then speeds away. It's literally like a real life um, action movie that you just saw. Like two of them land right to the left of his vehicle. Like inches from it. It's insane. And then you have the third video, Pat. That video that everybody was all heartbroken over. Turns out it wasn't a Ukrainian father. It was a Russian dad going to fight on the front lines against Ukraine. Very different perspective. <laughs> and then we get the news today, Pat, well, late last night, that Belarus is now joining in the fight with Russia, which is not a surprise in any way, shape, or form. No. So you got the Belarusians. You've got uh, Russia. You've got um, allegedly some peace talks going on with no preconditions. 
I, I want to know what that peace would look like. I don't understand that. They invaded you. What? What? Are you just going to give them the Donbass? Are you going to give them Crimea for real? Like, what? What? What possible negotiation could go on there? The only negotiation that I would have is you leave my country alone and NATO doesn't drop bombs all over Russia. That's the negotiation. How does that sound to you, Putin? NATO doesn't get involved and you leave. That's it. Because we saw this weekend. What, Pat? Oh, that's right. Putin got goes full on hinged. He threatened Sweden and Finland that if they if they join in with NATO, that he will attack them. This dude is nuts. Oh, and by the way, he upped their nuclear readiness as well. DEFCON 2, right? Well, yeah, our version of De- yeah, yeah, their version of DEFCON 2. But yeah, he put them on the nuclear ready status. Meaning, expect us to launch nuclear weapons at any point in time. What you talking about, Willis? Here, here's my question there. Is that, is that just a power play? Is that a, a bluff? Because like, like one of the things that we've talked about in like a poli- from a political science standpoint is mutually assured destruction. Somebody launches nukes. Somebody else launches nukes at them. Like, like no one wants an all-out nuclear war. So is he mad enough to risk that? See, I remember talking about this from a perspective of why it was important to reelect Donald Trump from a foreign policy standpoint. Because from a looking at it from Russia's perspective to the United States, do you know whether or not Trump is crazy enough to go on the offensive or not? No. Right? Arguably, if you take one false step, he is going to drop the freaking hammer and sickle on you. Right? Right. So in reverse, do we see this as Putin trying to strong arm situation? Potentially. But have we ever seen him do this in the past? No. No. Things are different with this man. This man has gone full on hinged. Um, you hear the way he talks, the conspiracy theories, the insanity that has come out of his mouth, and the pure isol- isolation he's lived in since COVID, right? He's a dangerous, dangerous person because of it. That doesn't mean, by the way, that the United States has to get involved just because he's a dangerous person. True. Dangerous people can be stopped by other people. We don't we don't have to be that. I I just I just wonder if this is a guy that that yes, while unhinged, is he just flexing his muscles and showing dominance right now to freak people out and like let me do this or I'm going to do this. I mean, that's definitely a potential issue at hand, right? Right. Um, but at the same point in time, my argument is that we've never seen him go this far. Right? No. We've never seen him do this before. 
And he's been in power for most of my, if not my entire adult life. Yeah, I was going to say, what's what's different? What's what different is geopolitically now different right now? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing, like, you know, we have talked about, well, if Trump were in office, this would, how do you know that? Right. We don't. You don't. Because this has been two years almost in the making, right? With all the isolation, with all the craziness, this has been decades in the making, right? He has ratcheted and ratcheted and ratcheted, ratcheted, ratcheted up. And when we when we come back, uh, we've got just a few minutes here, Pat. Mm. But when we come back from the break, um, I'm Mojo Five O Radio, um, and whatever. But the second half of the program here, um, I I, I want to talk about how we could economically win this. And and um, Reason put out a really interesting idea, um, and I don't know necessarily know if it was Reason's idea. It might might have originated in National Review, but uh, we found it on Reason. Um, so we're going to talk about that, but but to the point that we're talking about right now, given the fact that Putin is as unhinged as he seems to be. If Donald Trump were in office, what would we be doing differently other than our energy policy? And economically, does that hurt Putin enough for him to not do this? That's the that's the the round hole that I can't square of the logic of, well, if Trump were president, none of this would go on. But he didn't attack for the four years of Trump's presidency. Right. But he might have been waiting for the right time, regardless of who the president of the United States of America. The hubris to think that it's because of whom our president is that this would happen. The hubris. I I actually wonder if any of this has to do with China at all. So after thinking through all of that stuff, I think it's time for us to cool the temperature a little bit, if you will, because there's some really heavy stuff going on in the world. Um, And I don't know about you, but like this weekend, I just felt so drained mentally because, yes, I get it that we are not involved, but it is hard to see this happening and not be affected by it, right? It is. And... um. I think we're going to have a talk about sports in a little bit, but uh, before we get into all that, let's let's not get so heavy and let's play the B or not the B. Let's do it. All right, Pat, uh, lay the headline on me because it's a one last time here in February uh, where we're playing for Dominic Izzo and a hundred dollars of his Ponzi scheme. I mean, uh, pyramid scheme. I mean, uh, network MLM? marketing. Money. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, has he paid you yet? No. <sighs> See, in order for us to get paid, we've got to bring ten other shows. That's that's what he's told me. What do you mean ten other shows? That's how his Ponzi. I again, 
network marketing. Oh, 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 oh. I, I get what you. I, I, I see what you did there. See, I, it'll I, pay for itself I, if, I if, if we just there. pay in to to his side, and and then we bring along ten other shows. I, I, I see what you. I, I, I have a few in mind. So mm, okay, I, I see what you did there. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Ready for today's headline? About as ready as Joe Biden was to cancel the XL pipeline. So ready and stupid. Okay. Um. <laughs> it's almost like, you know, it's not even hindsight. It's almost like um, making sure that we stay energy independent or have ways to different ways, different avenues to do this would have been right. Like, this is, this is an, I told you so moment is what it is. This right? isn't even a, this isn't even a debate of green energy versus fossil fuels, right? This is just right. simply the world that we live in requires us to have multiple avenues to make sure that we are not dependent on other individuals and other states. <clears throat> yeah. I told right. you so. I told you so. I told you so. Today's headline. Taiwan issues official statement. LOL. We are so screwed. Taiwan issues official statement. LOL. We are so screwed. Is this the B or not the B? And while you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks, I don't know about you guys, but we were just talking off air and we we certainly have a case of the Mondays going on. Um, and because of that, we, we need to pick me up. So if you haven't yet, go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. They've got all sorts of great flavors over there. They've got uh, anything from the Burl Hamilton, Washington, Reagan. They've got Izzo's Rage, Ron's Sexual Chocolate, Doc's Bacon Blast. They've got uh, also coffee drops over there as well. Um, so if you're into that kind of stuff and you like, you, you want to support a good uh, small local business that can ship anywhere in the country, I highly, highly, highly recommend going to AmericanBrideRoasters.com. In fact, I'm pretty sure that's what Andrew Coppins has in his coffee cup at the moment. Go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That is AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Taiwan issues official statement. LOL, we are so screwed. Is this the B or not the B? This is a really difficult one for me because I can see this being a not the B headline because they have been issuing help us. SOS, <laughs> right? They have been issuing that. I just, uh-huh. but I'm going to go with my gut on this one. And normally my gut um, doesn't steer me 100% wrong, maybe 50% wrong. Uh, but I'm going to go with this being not the B. Are you sure? No, I am not sure at all. Is that your final answer? You know what? I'm going to go with this being the Babylon B. That's going to be my final answer. That's your final answer. Yes. It's a good thing you switched because this is the Babylon B. So how soon before we get this as the actual uh, situation? Because um, I'm pretty sure, Pat, that um, China has like blockaded the South China Sea and um, has been putting warships all around Taiwan, kind of like sharks in the water. Do you think they're playing jaws music as they're circling the island that was what's playing in my head yeah you were picking up what i was uh putting down in my own head are you in my head pat Uh, get out of my head yeah i don't i don't know that i want to be there anymore anyway 
Let's move on. Yeah, anyway, uh, having watched a Russian tanks roll through Ukraine while nobody came rushing to their defense, the Taiwanese government today released an official statement acknowledging that they are totally screwed. I mean, why lie? Said the president of Taiwan. Uh, we're hoping the America. We're hoping America would use diplomacy and a strong military as a deterrent against aggressors. But once Biden got in. In office, we realized we were toast. The invasion of Ukraine just confirmed for us just how toast we are. LOL. We are literally, we are totally screwed. Government officials have begun cleaning out their desks and as well as rolling out a nice red carpet for the tanks to drive on. Pictures of Xi have been hung official on unofficial buildings, especially the ones the Taiwanese would prefer not to be blown up. All ethnic and religious minorities have been encouraged to host at one last family reunion before they are mercilessly torn apart. Sure, it's sad, but it makes you appreciate the little things, said local resident Chung Hung. Uh, <laughs> it's like the American song, live like you were dying. I'm totally, I'm going to be, to I'm going to be finally take a vacation Try sailing, maybe skydive if they haven't shut down our airspace. Why not? We're completely and utterly screwed. At publishing time, President Biden had publicly stated 43 times that China was about to take over, the, over Taiwan and that, a, that is a matter of fact, they are really screwed. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, they are screwed if... Um we don't go in and help them. That's the reality of the situation. Absolutely screwed. Uh, um, th they might still be screwed if, even if we do go and help them because of who's in the White House right now. Not just who's in the White House. It's who's in the uh, halls of power in the Pentagon, right? Well, that, that's also true. Yes. You, you know what the Chinese would really respect, Pat? What? And what would make them run for the hills and make sure that they uh, evacuate the South China Sea? Yeah, what's that? Telling them how racist they are, um, how big of white supremacists they are. Ooh, that they don't let women compete in, in male sports. And then making sure that uh, we drop DEI leaflets all over China. Ooh, should, we, should they throw in some essential oils too while they're at it? Hey, don't you knock essential oils that those <laughs> things are, those things are good. Some of them are. Yes. Yeah. Mrs. Coppins will come after you. You better watch, watch your back. Okay. Well, whatever. No, no, I'm not afraid of her. So you should be. Cause I am. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't afraid of your wife, you ain't doing uh, marriage, right? <laughs> that's also true <laughs> now having said all of that um speaking of uh war and and all this um national review has decided to they they've they've solved it and, and we got this article from reason they've solved it right pat if we just brain drain russia we'll end the war World War II called, and they want their foreign policy back. So I get the concept, right? If you take their best and brightest, right? And then you 
weaponize them against Russia. Um, they they have some problems, right? Because suddenly the nuclear program uh, can't go further. Suddenly the cyber warfare can't continue. Blah 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 blah. Right. And more importantly, um, when all the dust of actual physical fighting settles, however it settles, right? Suddenly, um, they don't have the economic wherewithal to capitalize or rebuild, right? However it shakes out. Um, I just have one problem with this idea. And it's this. This isn't the Manhattan Project. This isn't the defections of um, scientists and doctors and things like that from Nazi Germany. Because many of those scientists and doctors were what, Pat? Back in World um, War II. Of World War II, weren't they Jewish? Bingo. Okay. So they had an incentive to be against the Nazi party, right? They had an incentive to get the hell out and fight, right? And a way to fight is this way, right? The assumption here is that the same principles apply to the people that we would want to attract in return with Russia. Does that or does that not exist? To a large enough scale. I don't know. For those of you it not watching on rumble.com backslash critical thinking, um, we, we're making gestures that we don't know, right? Right. No idea. None. None. So I get the, the concept here, right? I do. I absolutely get the concept that um, if we could use green cards, right, to get the, the, the people, the brain power over here. But further, furthermore, my other question here is that um, during World War II, we still had a capitalistic society, right? By and large. I mean, you can make an argument that we started down the road of oligarchy back then because we started a military-industrial complex, right? Like, we, our war footing never really ended because military industry when married together formed um a nice symbiotic relationship and you know you can talk about eisenhower speech and all that stuff but um who would we be attracting from russia oligarchs the the titans of industry over there you mean the people who have set up the system to benefit themselves to begin with what is their incentive to come here? To become oligarchs here? Is that what we're looking for? The, the, the trade-off of these individuals coming here. Whom are they? That's what I would want to know. If these are people who are truly anti-Putin, truly anti-Putin, great. Come over here, fight with us, more importantly, drain his battery, if you will. But so many people, the Russian system has always been, whether it's been capitalistic, whether it's been uh, state-controlled, 
right, through communism and socialism, the Bolshevik revolution, you know, all that, right? Whatever portion of history since the Industrial Revolution, the system in Russia has always been supportive of whatever government can make people rich, right? So what incentive do the rich people, the people who Putin would prop up financially, what incentive do they actually have to leave right now? What incentive? Other than some sort of moral principle. But again, that's assuming that there are people there who care about moral principle more than they care about the almighty dollar. I mean, and, and here's the here's the next question I would have with that. How many people would 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 be there for moral principle? You know, like is it going to be a majority or is it going to be something more like a fringe minority? Because if it's a minority, does it really do anything at all? No, and that's a fair enough point. Um, and, and I get where they're going with this, right? Because we've seen a thousand demonstrators in Moscow, right? Um, more than 1,300 people detained nationwide, right, for saying no to war. Those are some really brave people given, given you know, Putin's um, thuggery within his own country, right? And um, his ability to suddenly get you dead um, randomly, right? Um, so I understand all of that, that there are, there are brave people. But are, again, to your point, are there enough of them? And uh, National Review's Robert Zubrin proposed um, in a piece entitled Drain Putin's Brain, arguing that the U.S. should, quote, make the smart move and take away the men and women Putin needs to win. The United States could, with a stroke of a pen, totally destroy the capacity of Russia to compete militarily or economically with us by offering a green card to any Russian with a technical degree. So apparently, Pat, your mind was so blown that <laughs> the entire room just went dark on you. It, it, it did. It did. Um, part of apparently not having the greatest electric in this room, I guess, or what? Um, because every now or every once in a great while, um, the breaker for this room will blow. That's because you're just, just so sharp that I, you know, it's because I'm powerful. That That's okay. why. Sure. Yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. But anyway, the, the whole point of this is that, you know, um, Robert Zubrin wants us to basically offer green cards to Russians with technical degrees who want to come to the United States. I don't know how many of them are going to make a difference. And, and secondly, if what the the other thing that is missing from all of this, besides the piece of are these people actually incentivized to come here, is this. That's playing the long game, right? The Manhattan Project wasn't an overnight success, right? This was years in the making. Are we suggesting that we're going to be in a hot war for years at this point? I mean, I, I hope not, but I guess that's possible. If that's the case, then this strategy works, right? But if not, it doesn't work. Here's why. Because for every single person that will move here and emigrate here and go to technical war, if you will, to Russia or with Russia, there's 10 people that will step up and do Putin's bidding. Because again, right, they have a they have things to gain by being Putin's puppets technologically, right? It's why... Roman Abramovich, the owner of Chelsea Football Club, right? 
He's Russian. He's an oligarch. And now look what's going on, right? They may take away his ownership. And then what happens, right? There's a lot of chaos going on. But he is a supportive individual of Putin. He has to be because his companies benefit from the Russian economic system of oligarchy. You, What you have to do is you have to find the people who won't benefit from the system in Russia, incentivize them to come here, make sure that they are the right individuals, and go from there. I guess I guess my question is, is can you find those individuals? You know, in, in enough time to make a difference. That's the point here, right? right. If you're going to fight this right. economic war... Yes, it is a longer-term situation, but you have to be able to to make it count now. And the time to have done this was five years ago, if you're going to do that. Well, yeah, and I guess the next best time to do it would be exactly right now. Um, but are they going to do that? No. I, 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 I just don't see how they're going. Like, like I don't see this administration being that smart to to do something like that. Or, yeah. or rather, caring enough to doing something like that. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you 150%. Uh, but let's go away from Russia, per se, to the world of, well, um, the 2020 election. Let's go there. Okay. Because I feel like we're going back two years, but okay. Well, I mean, we've basically been going back two years forever on this show, right? I guess that's true. Uh, but let's go back to November of 2020, Pat. Okay. Specifically November 3rd of 2020. Okay. What was that day? Uh, that was election day. Ah, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. The, uh, the, the first Tuesday of the election year, which is election day then. So one of the areas in which a lot of Conspiracy theories, lots of wonderment, lots of what the hell's the truth has happened has been the state of Arizona, right? And the the theory of the fringe has been that um, it was stolen 100% by um, illegal means, right? They, they basically took all the dead people, mailed in their ballots, and um, away we went. And the election got stolen in Arizona, which would have made a difference in the election, right? Right. Um, specifically, Maricopa County. And Maricopa County wanted us to know that uh, 25,000 um, ballots had to be, quote unquote, cured, right? Which is, we are not sure about the signatures that match up between what was handed to us as the ballot and what is on file, right? What if I told you that an independent audit from the Arizona Senate, the state Senate, found not 25,000, but 200,000 ballots with mixed matched or mismatched signatures on them, Pat? Um. Because that would invalidate the ballot, right? Not necessarily. It would have to be cured, meaning the person would have to show up. 
Or wow. there would have to be some other way to cure the ballot, right? Meaning they could take a look and um, find out, you know, the signature was done by the person who has power of attorney, right? Or the signature right. um, actually does match. Or the person comes forward to testify or there's an affidavit of testifying that this is who this is, right? So so here's the thing. so like like i guess what i'm getting at is let's just say hypothetically that these are ballots are not valid mm-hmm. right um that's 200,000 ballots i mean is that enough to yes drastically change the outcome in arizona you are correct so um and then what would it take to actually have changed the outcome in arizona how many votes would it have taken do we so know that so i'm not totally sure on that um, my, my my point is it wouldn't take two hundred thousand, though, right? Right, right. If every one of them, right, right, right. Now, so, according to just the news, Pat, hmm. of the one point nine, so almost two million early voting mail in ballots or mail ballots that Maricopa County received and counted in the twenty twenty presidential election, wait for it. The county reported that 25,000 or 1.3% of those had signature mismatches that required curing. But of that 25,000, only 587 of those were confirmed mismatched signatures. So about 2.3% of the 25,000. So under Maricopa County election rules, a reviewer first compares the signature on an envelope with the signature on file for the voter, which takes about 4 to 30 seconds. If the signature does not appear to match the ballot is or does not appear to match the ballot is cured, which takes three or more minutes and includes attempts to contact the voter to determine whether or not the signature is a match. So that's the process. But in the signature verification study, three expert forensic document examiners and three novices reviewed 499 images of early voting mail ballots uh, to determine if the signatures on them match with the signatures on file. All of the reviewers agreed that 60 of the 490 envelopes, or 12%, were signature mismatches. The pilot study extrapolated from the sample that more than 204,000 ballots should have been cured, and 5,000 should have been rejected. Now, there's the the rub. Is that 5,000 the the smoking gun? No. Is 200,000 a problem? Yes. But that 12.3% of that 200,000 doesn't get you to the number that wins you the election. Now, does it get you closer to it? Absolutely, it does. But all of this, and I bring this up to say, if you're still stuck on the 2020 election and this concept that Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, for all of the things that happened, somehow there was this massive funny business on election day in which they stuff the ballots and every no no there's absolutely no proof that anything would have changed none and you can you can go down the uh the road of um former bounty hunters turned um conspiracy theory nut jobs all you want um the reality in front of us when even people take a look at all of the things that you want to add up. Uh, are those people in the global cabal as well? 
I'm pretty sure the people that are doing this, by the way, are people hired by the Arizona State Senate, which is already crazy enough. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, though. This this would still create a lot of distrust in our elections, though. The fact that this story is out there. Yeah, and, and yeah, this is exactly. Also, the reason why why that voting should be done in a very, I guess, sacred manner. Rather than just hey, mail in your ballots, um, right? Or rather, right. mail out your ballots because right. mail in it, is but, different than mail out, right? Okay, um, we've talked about that from the very beginning, but I agree with you, Pat. Uh, mm. All I want to say is this: as somebody who worked in the field of digital fraud prevention, right? It is always whack a mole, right? There's always going to be somebody trying to figure out how to game the system one way or the other, and you might be playing defense. But there's a way to play offense. And that way to play offense is to set up systems in which it makes it very difficult for that person to have to jump through all the hoops that it takes to defraud, right? And the voting system in America today is set up to make it very easy. And what what we mean by this is it's the the partisanship that exists in who populates your voting apparatus right your your state or your local municipality apparatus right the laws that are on the record the the ways people can mail in mail out um digitally vote whatever all of the things that exist in the system when you put more tentacles does it make it easier or harder for somebody to defraud the system. It makes it easier. So the goal should be to centralize as much as possible, right? To centralize the how you vote. That should be the goal from a fraud perspective. And I will never buy this concept, Pat. Never once buy this concept that um, we have to some way, somehow, or that people, some way, somehow, are incapable of figuring out a system in which they must go to the polls. In 2022, that is not a thing that anybody doesn't know how to do. And the assumption that people can do that is about as racist and about as dumbass as possible. Now, Having said that, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember, you are no means no, and make sure you tune in to tomorrow's show. You're not going to want to miss it. That's right. Change is coming. Please be smart, be safe, be kind, and as always, Matthew 547.